Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Eric Silverman is the founder of Voluntary Disruption, Employee Benefits Enhanced. He is a speaker, a best-selling author, and he has been named Employee Benefit Advisors Advisor of the Year. And now, finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, and this is George Grumbacher, and it is time to go. Eric, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> Great question. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, as you said, my name is Eric Silverman, founder and owner of Voluntary Disruption. Uh, we're based out of Baltimore, the, the Baltimore, Maryland area. Um, and uh, I have a wife of uh, 15 years and two awesome kids, 10 and a half year old daughter, and, uh, and my buddy's five and a half year old uh, nice. son. And um, uh, I've been in the business for more than 20 years at this point. You know, it's crazy. I just saw a. Um, I just saw a thing on, on Twitter uh, yeah, this morning, and I put it on, on, on my social following as well, and it said um, you're this, we're the same amount of years away, uh, away from 2050 as we are 1990. <laughs> and being somebody that grew up in the 90s, it took me a second, and I, I look back on that, and I'm like, holy crap, that's incredible, because it, <laughs> it, to me it feels like 1990 was yesterday. Right. Uh, and it seems like 2050 is crazy uh, far away, so... Anyway, I've been doing this a long time, and um, and uh, what we do as a as a company is we uh, specialize in helping um, uh, advisors, uh, any form of advisor in the financial or benefits or employee uh, insurance world. We help them with their employer group clients to make sure that the benefit uh, packages that they offer to employees are um, are top notch, and that uh, and that there's no duplicative coverage. So. We want to make sure that, that, that we get brought in to specialize in the things we focus on and let them specialize on the things they focus on. And, and it's worked well. We're, we're growing like crazy, and, and it's fun helping, uh, helping them help their clients and ultimately down to the uh, main end user is that that's the employee, the person who has to make a decision as to whether or not they want to enroll in a specific benefit or not. Nice. So I think that we all appreciate and understand the value of framing, how you present something, and and, and also how, 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 how words matter. So you are you're changing, you're disrupting this industry. So talk to me a little bit about why that is, uh, the, the kind of the problems that you saw, and then the opportunity that, that you're taking advantage of. Sure, sure. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big words person. I, I'm a wordsmith in some respect. And the name of the industry that my that that I'm in or that I focus on, the actual technical name that I don't know who made it or created it, 
but the actual technical name is called the quote unquote voluntary benefits industry, sometimes referred to as quote unquote supplemental insurance or uh, work site benefits, but most uniformly recognized as voluntary. And I got to be honest, I just think that's the dumbest name ever for any <laughs> industry. Uh, I mean, it, it's so stupid. Here's, the, here's, the, here's why they call it voluntary. It's called voluntary. It's my industry I'm talking about. Uh, they call it voluntary because they say that the benefits that we offer are, quote unquote, voluntary to an employee as to whether or not they want to spend their hard earned uh, wages. And, and that's fair. I get that. But the reality is, isn't everything, George, isn't everything voluntary? Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest, right? Sure. Like it's not required for an employee to put a dollar in the vending machine and buy a bag of Doritos any more than it's required for them to buy insurance per se. They so, don't, they don't even have to go to work. Voluntary food. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they, you're right. I mean, we can talk about the ramifications, <laughs> but that's irrelevant. They don't. You're right. Everything is voluntary. You volunteer to get up in the morning, go to work. So I just think it's such a stupid term. I like to use terms that make logical sense that that actually um, uh, have some expl uh, explanation to it. So what I'm single handedly trying to do and I, and I get asked to uh, ask and paid to speak around the country about these topics. Uh, and I, I write articles every month about it. I, I wrote a book about it is I like to talk about uh, our industry with the term, quote unquote, enhanced. I call it the enhanced benefits world. And what that means and, and why it's important and uh, uh, is because everything we do is designed to enhance an employer's benefit offering and not distract or detract or, or take away in any capacity. So if the employer tells me they have what they perceive as the best benefits in the world, we want to find a way to enhance them and just make them even stronger, even even more robust. If an employer, believe it or not, we hear it, if an employer admits that they have really crappy uh, benefits, and we do hear that, believe it or not, um, then we want to do everything we can to keep what they have in place um, with the budget that they have allocated, but we want to take uh, ideas uh, and, frankly, innovation and technology and make their benefits um, richer and more robust, even with a limited to, to, to no budget. So uh, the word enhanced to me, again, it's my opinion, but the word enhanced is more of an encompassing um, word for our industry because it really just kind of describes all that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and sadly, the term voluntary just doesn't appeal. And then, you know, the other thing I'll tell you, George, a lot of the benefits that, that we offer that, that over the years used to be voluntary where employees would buy it if they want or if they see value in it. I got to be honest, nowadays in the year 2020 and, and frankly last year and the year before, employers are starting to slowly but surely fund or partially fund a lot of the benefits that used to be voluntary. And I'll tell you why they're doing it, because they know darn well that they can't be competitive to attract and retain their talent if they don't do some over-the-top things that otherwise wasn't done years ago, such as funding or partially funding benefits that otherwise used to be considered voluntary. So, you know, if an employer is paying for it, it's not voluntary. So yeah, uh, that's the long and short on that. Nice. I appreciate that. So what are some examples, like really commonly uh, known examples of enhanced or voluntary benefits? Sure. So the, the, the critical, most important benefits that are so vital is um, uh, are benefits that 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 if you're if you're an employee listening to this and, and, and your employer makes available benefits like uh, short term disability uh, or life insurance, things like that. And I'll talk about some others. Those are benefits that you really, really, really need to um, to participate in. 
And keep in mind, right, if you're listening to this, I don't make a nickel when you go sign up for disability. So keep in mind, that's, a, that's, just, that's just important for you to, to realize because it's easy to, for somebody to say to me, well, Eric, you're going to make money in some capacity. And I'm like, yeah, but not to some random person listening to this wherever they are in USA. Sure. So I just passionately um, always advise family and friends and my clients disability uh, if you're not a, if you're if you're not familiar with what it is, I mean, it's your paycheck insurance. It's your it's it's insuring your most valuable asset for heaven's sakes, your ability to go to work and earn a living to to provide for yourself and your family. And if if something happened, uh, not expected of course, or even if it was planned for, like some type of major illness, what are you going to do if you have nothing uh, to pay your bills? If you have no income coming in? And um, it's just ludicrous that, you know, when you go, everybody is Christmas season just passed, right? So, so many people went out on Black Friday and bought, uh, bought a brand new big screen for $499 at Best Buy or Amazon or Target or Walmart. And um, at the register, how many times did they get asked, hey, do you want to buy the extended warranty for three years? It's only $54 more. And so many people buy it. But what they don't realize is they're buying insurance. They're, they're literally a warranty is insurance on their TV. So we insure our TVs, we insure our cars, we insure our houses. Um, but sadly, in the year 2020, so few Americans still uh, realize the importance of insuring their ability to pay for anything, let alone that TV, let alone their mortgage, rent, car payment, utilities, gas, electric, heating, air conditioning, student loans, credit card debt, food on the table. It would probably be pretty important. So I'm just passionate about the disability. Um, the other benefit that is commonly known that we uh, would, would customize and make available would be, of course, life insurance. Uh, a lot of employees will say, well, geez, my, my boss gives me life insurance. It doesn't cost me any money. Um, true in a lot of cases, but the problem with that, as we both know, George, is a lot of times it's a very small-term policy, $10,000, $20,000. It's also a lot of times, um, uh, uh, or even if it's one-time salary, it's still not a lot. Yeah, you tell me, George, but I've heard the, the average financial advisor will say that, you know, you want to have at least 10 times your salary or your hourly income uh, worth of life insurance, um, just in case, particularly if you have a family. Uh, and that opinion varies, of course. But, you know, it's important to have life insurance outside of work. So the, the benefits that we make available are all portable and they allow employees to um, to take them with uh, with them if they were ever to leave their employment. And they're also able to keep it at the exact same rate for the rest of their life, which is very unique and very different. So other plans would be like the accident plan, critical illness, cancer, hospital indemnity, um, uh, dental vision, uh, maternity is a popular plan. I'm not going to spend time going over those details, but I just encourage employees, if you're ever offered any of these types of plans, do yourself a favor and take 20, 30 minutes and really go into detail and learn about them and find out if they're going to be of value to you. Um, sadly, as we know, the average person spends more time researching that TV they're going to spend money on a, on Black Friday than the uh, than the time they spend on something so vital as uh, as the benefits to cover themselves and their loved ones. Yeah, that is kind of a kind of a an, an unfortunate reality. Um, but TVs are pretty fun, and disability mm. is, is kind of a wet blanket. Anyway, you're right. I, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, right. Um, I, there's a, there's a lot of things I, I, I a lot of different directions that that I I want to go here. Do you find that that how how do you find that that most organizations view benefits? Is it 
we're, we're, we're interested in positioning our people for success? Is it we need to make sure we're offering great benefits to attract and retain? Is it this is something we have to do and it's a pain in our necks? So it's an interesting question because I think the answer changes depending on your demographic. It depends on the, the area of the country that you work and live in. And it also depends on the size of the company. So um, what I hear a lot, and we, we're a national firm, um, we're all, we just did our first case in, um, in Alaska, believe it or not. So I'm a Baltimore-based firm. We just did a case in Alaska. So nice. we're all over the country, and every, every location is going to be different. Every state's going to be a little different as far as the, the way that it operates. But here's what I'm hearing from large company to small. And we work with companies that have hundreds of thousands of employees two companies that have just a handful in all different industries, for-profit, non-profit. But what I'm increasingly hearing from business owners, CEOs, CFOs, controllers, human resource executives who are in charge of benefits, what I've been hearing more and more over the last many years, uh, regardless of the state and industry, is that um, they're looking for innovative differentiators for them to attract the best talent and, of course, keep the best talent. And, you know, it's interesting because that's not a different message that you wouldn't have heard 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago either. But here's the difference. The difference is that now they're putting into action ways to do so. So, like, we've had employer groups where they will start to customize their um, classes within their company. So they'll say, you know, we never have – I heard this the other day. We never have time, We never have challenge hiring um, and finding good people for our uh, entry-level positions. Uh, but once they're trained up, then it's then it's it's terrible because they always leave us. Once they're um, a couple years in the business, they go to a competitor, um, or they say, um, or sometimes they'll say the opposite, where it's hard to find them, uh, find people in the beginning for entry level. But once we uh, have them, uh, they tend to love our culture and they stick around forever. Our retention rate is 95%. So what we like to do is bring to the table various different uh, ideas and solutions to accommodate whatever the challenge is that that uh, employer group is having at that moment. Give you an example of something that's really cool that we do that we're really excited about. So imagine you're an employee, uh, right? You're listening to this podcast. And if you are, appreciate, uh, appreciate it. Make sure you reach out and say hi. Um, but you're, you're an employee and your boss just gives you benefits. And that's great, right? It sounds all fine and dandy. Your boss says, hey, we're going to give you disability and pay for it. We're going to give you life and pay for it. We're going to give you dental and vision and various different plans and we're going to pay for it. And that's great. That's fantastic. I'm not saying that's bad, but here's the reality. When you're given something with very little to no explanation, can you as an employee really appreciate it? I.E. does it, does it serve the purpose for what they're trying to accomplish? And let's keep in mind, I know you like to think as an employee that your boss just loves and cares about you like your family. And I get that. That's what they want you to feel like. But the reality is, they're giving you these benefits and offering these benefits because they want you to feel that way and they want you to be loyal and stick with them forever and, and even uh, help them potentially recruit um, other people like you that you might know looking for a job. Companies do incentives to employees to find their friends and family all the time. Here's the problem, though. If you're not truly engaged and you don't truly care about the benefits you're being given, then how is that helping you stick around any longer, right? If you, if you went on a job search tomorrow, the company up the street that's a competitor would probably pay you 25 cents more an hour or a couple grand more per year. And they're going to offer you the exact same benefits. Let's just be honest. They're going to give you um, life and dental and vision and disability, and they're going to pay for most of it, if not all of it, just like your competitor, just like the one you're at now. So it's not differentiating in any way. Um, furthermore, George, what about if you're an employee and I don't know what, 
what if you already have tons of life insurance outside of work? Sure. Do you really care that your boss gave you a small policy? So all we try to do is we tell the employer to be more creative with their money. And what that means is, and this is kind of cool, and employees love it, what that means is instead of the employer just blanketly and randomly selecting benefits arbitrarily, arbitrarily that they think employees would value, we simply say, why don't you give the employees what we call a shopping spree and what the industry calls a defined contribution? And all that means is the employer, in spending, instead of spending thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars a year on benefits that they hope their people want and need and value, we simply say, take that money, divide it up over the masses, and literally give your employees the monthly amount every month where at open enrollment they can select as individual consumers what is best for themselves and their family, which here's what it does. It requires the employee to take that 20 to 30 minutes a year to really analyze the offering because when you're given money, you want to make sure you spend it on what's best for you. And as an employer, do you really care if they spend all the money on the best dental plan or they don't get dental at all? Do you really care if they spend it on disability or life or a little bit of both? And then if there's any overage, do you mind payroll deducting the difference? And what we're finding is by putting the employee in charge and giving them what we call the shopping spree budget, it's truly allowing the employee to become true consumers of healthcare as opposed to just nonchalantly being given something that they really don't appreciate, which again is defeating the purpose and not helping them uh, be loyal and stick around longer. Does that make any sense at all? It does, and that's a really powerful and 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 smart thing. Um, I, I, I saw on your website that, that you've been named the perfect partner by Employee Benefit Advisor, and I have to imagine that, that this is one of the main reasons for that because it certainly resonates with me. You, 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 you want Thank you. your company to be offering you great benefits, and your company wants you to be engaged in the process so that it's a reciprocal relationship, and you're empowering the actual people to, to do their homework and to know what they want to – how they want to allocate those resources. So it is, is – you is, know, that just, um, is, is that just it, harder just for people say, to do? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It's not harder, but it's, you know, it, you know, it's funny because here's the thing, right? I, just to keep using that dumb TV example, if you give me a 50-inch flat screen uh, and literally here it's in the box, I'm just going to say, okay, it might not be the one I wanted, but I'll take it, right? Yeah. Um, no different with benefits. But if you said, hey, I could just go spend $600 on a flat screen, but geez, I don't know which size you want. I don't know what, what brand you like. I don't know what it requires. I tell you what, I'm just going to give you $600 to, for the TV, which works out to be $50 a month. Why don't you just go pick out whatever TV you want? Now you can only use it for TVs, but gosh, there's thousands of different versions. You pick what's best for you. Which, which version is going to be more attractive to the employee? Just give me something no matter what or give me the ability to pick what I want. And by the way, I darn sure know that those employees are going to research the heck out of it to figure out which TV they can get the most value from with the money. Benefits should be treated no different. I love it. That certainly makes sense to me. Perfect. Well, Eric's <laughs> Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know what? Um, that's a great question. When it comes to making a difference, with, uh, I would answer two ways. One if you're an employer group and you're relying on your trusted uh, benefit advisor, insurance broker, whatever terminology they or you want to use, sometimes they're referred to as a benefit advisor, a broker, or a consultant, I would just encourage you to continue pushing the envelope, or if you're not already pushing the envelope, push the envelope. And what I mean by that is don't 
don't accept the status quo. So like my, the book that I, I was part of, uh, me and some friends wrote a book. It became an Amazon bestseller. It's called Breaking Through the Status Quo, um, how companies can uh, can win back the, uh, the war on healthcare for the most part. And what we talk about is the status quo, old fashioned, old school uh, health broker or advisor or consultant that comes in once a year and, and brings a renewal um, that is an increase in cost to the employer. Those days are, are, are slowly but surely, and, and frankly, even quicker than, than, than uh, some were thinking would happen. Those days are going away. The guy that would come in and take you to, to golf once a year and a nice steak dinner just so you renew, uh, even though there was a big increase. Employers, keep in mind, when there's an increase on health insurance, that's an increase on your cost and an increase in their commission. So if they're bringing you one less bad increase over another um, and you accept it, you're giving them a pay raise. And what have they done for it? So I always encourage you to please don't take that for, um, for anything uh, other than a pay raise and make sure that you really dig deep and get them to bring to you things that, that you've never heard of and push the envelope accordingly. Uh, when it comes to an employee, I can't stress enough their, the, the importance of really educating themselves when it comes to benefits. Um, uh, most people think of benefits as an expense, uh, and I get it. They cost money sometimes, but the reality is, again, it goes back to what we said earlier. You insure everything on earth, uh, even your cell phone and your new TV. It, it's just so, so sad when I see people spend money on frivolous things, and then if you ask them about their disability life and all the other plans, they say, geez, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I have or I don't know what I should have. But, you know, as you said, it's boring and, and frankly, uh, dismal to talk about. But I tell you, particularly if you have a family, even if you don't, take that extra 30, 40 minutes a year and make sure you really dive into your benefits because your future self, God forbid, if and when you're in a bad position uh, health-wise, you're going to thank your future self or your past self. Wank, that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. And I certainly, I, I, I can't, I cannot echo that enough. So, so important just to take the time and, and, and make sure you have the proper coverage. So, well, Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Sure, sure. So I don't hide my cell phone number. It's all over my website. Um, you can, I'm a big text person. So if anybody has a question or wants to uh, ask anything, feel free to text me. My uh, website is voluntarydisruption.com. Two words, voluntary disruption, all together, voluntarydisruption.com. Uh, I can be followed on, uh, all my stuff is on my website, but you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm very, very super active, connected with tens of thousands of people. Um, uh, and you just search Eric Silverman. Uh, again, the link's on my website. I'm big on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It, it, it's not hard to find me. Um, I put myself out there and I love to engage and help. And if anybody's interested in getting a copy of my Amazon bestseller, feel free to submit a request on my website, and uh, I'll have one of my admin folks send it over. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to voluntarydisruption.com. Follow him on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Get a copy of his uh, get a copy of his Amazon bestselling book on the website as well. Thank you again, Eric. Hey, you got it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.